Baker leans in, there's the snap. Blitz comes, Mayfield back, loads, throws. Picked yes. up by the Lions! Intercepted yes. by the Lions! Intercepted yes. by the Lions! Derek yes. Barnes! Derek Barnes! Yes. Derek Barnes! Oh, baby, 133 to go! The Lions are going to yes. San Francisco! Yes. Derek Barnes with the interception! What a time to be alive right now. Dan Campbell had this to say after the dub. God bless this guy. I envisioned that we would have a chance to compete with the big boys, and that's where we're at. All you got to do is get in, you know, and it's about placing yourself the very best position to where you can move. You get, the, you get a home game, and then maybe you get a second home game, and now all of a sudden it gets a little easier, you know? If you're able to get a one seed, you only got to win two games, right? And so that's, that's always the objective, but ultimately, once you get in, then it's about matchups, and you find a way to win, and you may have to win two to nothing, and it's okay. You know, it's okay. A win's a win in the playoffs. So, um, you know, here we are. And now we get to go to San Francisco, and, you know, we know what kind of team that is, but um, we're in a great position. We've got a great opportunity. I mean, this is this is built this is built for the Lions to go in and bite off a kneecap and a hunk and all that sort of stuff. Welcome, 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 boys. Man, what a what a weekend. Uh, I don't even know what to say. We'll get to the Lions later, but guys, how was the weekend? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh, Could have done a little bit better on the gambling side, but I'm sure we'll discuss that here uh, in another episode. But yeah, I mean, like you said, Hauser, I don't know how I could get much better. Yeah, we're living, we're living life right now. Zoe, how's the weekend? Dude, weekend's good. Everything's good. Went back to work today, so that sucked. But Lions won, and that's all that matters. And, yeah, I would have to say it was a hell of a weekend. Definitely. A hell of a weekend for football, that's for sure. Definitely was. And what I want to bring up is the fact of the weekend. You know, Baltimore and Houston, I just feel like all these games we watched this weekend, that right at halftime, it was just all close games. You know, you look at Houston and Baltimore, where pretty much they were tied, wasn't it, the, uh, at halftime? You know, I would have never, close, th- I would have never thought that. And then Baltimore go ahead and blows away with it. Um, you know, San Fran, Green Bay was close. Uh, you know, same thing with Tampa Bay and Detroit, Casey Buffalo. So it feels like at halftime these games were looking like you know really good games. So I think that was that that was the big thing this weekend that I I came across is you know how close it was. And then like you said, Baltimore obviously kind of ran away with it. So let's talk about the Baltimore game first. Is there something that really kind of stuck out to you guys other than? The fact that Lamar, you know, I think that he kind of silenced some critics here with the playoffs. Uh, yeah, it is Houston. You know, they're playing them. But at the same time, Lamar Jackson did Lamar Jackson things. And uh, I think for sure he proved that, you know, they are the best team in the NFL. And, um, you know, playing in Baltimore, for it to go through Baltimore to get to the Super Bowl, going to be very tough here for, um, you know, KC. So I just what's your guys' thoughts on the game on that one? Dude, I thought yeah. it was I thought it was nuts. I thought it was nuts. Gigi, you want to go? No, go ahead. Finish. No, I, I, and you were right. It was, it was 10, 10 going into halftime. And it was, I was very surprised. I'm like, wow, I really thought the Ravens right off the rip would have just, I mean, just pummeled it. Don't get me wrong. They were putting the pressure on, on, uh, on the Texans right off the bat. It's right. What I thought they were going to do. Um, and I predicted that, you know, Stroud, he was, you know, he's, phenomenal athlete he's talented but that Ravens defense is is stupid but I also thought I'm like dude is the Ravens you know what I mean are they really the the real deal because it, it made me question them a little bit and then 
halftime, after halftime, dude, they fucking just blew them out. 24 points unanswered, just absolutely pummeled them. And, you know, you hear me probably say this a couple times, you know, throughout the pod, but, dude, they, the, I always say that the real teams make adjustments at halftime and they come out and those are where the, you know, the real winners are. Absolutely. And they, they proved it. They, they, you know, you watch the Lamar, you know, uh, press conference. I don't know if you guys seen it afterwards. And they, someone asked him a question about halftime and who did the talk. And he was like, me, I did it. And he was like, there's things that I can't even say right now. Cause it's not, you know what I mean? It's not PG. You know, he, he said he was cussing them out and all this and did all fucking power to him. And, and he, they obviously needed that and they listened. And that just shows a true leader and who that real leader is on that team and why he's the MVP and why he's the best player on that team and arguably the best player this year besides maybe McCaffrey uh, in the NFL this year. And it's huge, absolutely huge. And I'm rooting for the Ravens too um, because that's that's awesome. I think they fucking – they knocked it out of the park. Jeez. Yeah, I would would agree with all that. I think uh, it just really showcased Lamar's uh, ability to – Run the ball, control the game. Uh, I mean, MVP type of caliber, MVP type of level. Uh, pretty much, like you said, second half moving forward. Pretty dominant by uh, the Baltimore Ravens offense and defense. I mean, anything that they did, uh, you know, pretty much uh, they could just do whatever on the Houston Texans. I will say for Houston, uh, you know, what a great year they had. Obviously overachieved oh, yeah. by, you know, by leaps and bounds. Uh, they got a really good squad. They got a guy at quarterback, C.J. Stroud. He just needs some help. So, I mean, you're going to have to supplement that with uh, some more defensive pieces. Uh, definitely an offensive line. You got to keep him healthy. Get him, get him a, a little bit of a running game there. Uh, I think they got some guys, unfortunately. You know, I don't think Tank Dell would have made a difference, a huge difference in this game, but certainly having a dynamic receiver like Tank Dell in that offense will only help Houston um, and uh, the progression for C.J. Stroud. Uh, but yeah, I think this was more, uh, you know, more about the Ravens being uh, the dominant team that they have been all year. I mean, another another win against a, a team that's uh, 500 or better by double digits. I mean, they've they've just been on an insane run uh, this year, uh, beating opponents and not only beating them, I mean, thoroughly dominating them. Yeah, no, oh, 100. Absolutely. Can I add one more thing, yeah. dude? Lamar, he had a hundred, he had 252, just yards in general right 150 was passing with two tuds all right 16 for 22 and he had 100 yards rushing leading rusher on that team and even justice justice hill had 66 gus edwards had 40 but dude that's 11 carries for 100 yards that's it just shows it yes everybody says he's a running he's a running back first quarterback second but i think that that game alone just shows you that he can do it all. He's not just a running back. Like the, he had his stupid fucking stat line, man. Like he, and he just took over. He's the best player on that field, and he showcased it, and it was it was cool to watch. Yep, hundred percent. People before nineteen seventy, nineteen eighty don't like hearing those words, but that's just the way the quarterbacks are nowadays. You know, everybody wants their quarterback to be the drop back. Nope, game's changing, boys. These are the quarterbacks here. They're going to be here for it's a long time. Crazy. And if you crazy. if you can't accept it, then hey. It is what it is. But um, one thing yeah. I will say with CJ, um, to not throw any interceptions in Baltimore, um, I know it's like kind of crazy stat, but for him just to not give the ball away and turn it over, um, I thought was actually really, really good because that defense was just nasty, man. They were everywhere. I mean, you want to talk about the best linebackers in the league. You can say San Fran's out there, but what about Patrick Queen, man, and Roquan, man? They just, 
I feel like they're everywhere where the ball is, and it's just the the role goes through Baltimore, and th- there's no team I think I think KC they could get it done. It's just Cinderella, you know, kind of story where no one thought they would be there again. But I just feel like Baltimore is such a powerful, dominant team. If they if they can get KC to play their game, it's over. In my in my opinion, it is. Um, but like I said, yeah. KC, you know, with everything that we'll go through that, you know, coming up here, but. I just love the way Lamar, you know, played this game, and we we've been talking about it all years. So I think me and you and G's been the only backers for Lamar of our big old group chat that we have. That just kind of, oh, know, of course. And it's just you know the proofs in the pudding here. You got to and think of it this way too: How hard is it to have a first year OC come in and just dominate like this? You know, I mean, Todd Munkin's getting himself probably some 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 eyes looked at with some you know coaching jobs in college. You know, other coordinator spots. You know, even coaching opportunities in the NFL just based on the fact of his resume of getting Lamar to an MVP in his first year as an OC. So I think you really got to take tremendous credit for that as well. Yeah, hats off to him. You know what I mean? He came in, and I think, he, you know, night and day from Lamar last year or the past two years to to now, because since his last MVP, because uh, he's definitely winning it this year, I think hands down. But yeah. from his last MVP, he hasn't been the Lamar that we know and that we've seen. You know what I mean? He's kind of fell off a little bit. People are questioning him. I think that's where a lot of the concerns and questions came from because he hasn't been what he was before. And then this year with a first-year OC, tats off to all the players. Like, that's that's huge. And you're not – they're all intelligent human beings, and the football is their life. That's their little job. But they went and just learned a whole new playbook. And they don't they didn't just excel, like they're excelling tremendously. Dominating. And they're dominating, dude. Literally dominating. That's a perfect word for it. And they're leading themselves to possibly the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So it's 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 pretty cool to see. Um, I love it. But I wanted to point out to you guys real quick as as Lions fans, and I know that you probably you guys think that we need some uh some middle middle of the field help. What did you guys think about that uh Justin Madubuk guy? Uh, I think I don't know if I pronounced his last name correctly, but did you guys watch him like during the game? Like, what do you? Because I know he's a free agent. I heard rumblings that you know he might be a one guy that the Lions target, and I don't know if you guys seen him or seen how you know explosive and and what he was doing to that Texans offense. Yeah, I, I watched a little bit. I like I said, I didn't really get to catch too much of of him. I wasn't really focusing. So apologies on that. But okay, any like anybody that can just kind of flock to the football, like the Kyle Hamiltons, um, the Roquan Smiths, uh, you know, even Patrick Queen, and even throw Trenton Simpson in there too for being a rookie. But you see these guys in you know the clownies and all these people who just just go to the ball, and it's like Baltimore just seems like they have those guys that are just you know. They're in their program dogs. and they're dogs. Like they draft well, yeah. they they get good free agents well. They're just a great, it's a great culture group. And we talked about that last week. Is just hey, this is one of the best cultures in the NFL, and like they do deserve to go to the Super Bowl. They got to get through you know sixty more minutes of KC, but at the same time, you know when Clowney is doing what he's doing, I mean Clowney was a lost cause on a whole bunch of teams, and you throw him back on here and you can give him a little bit of glimpse with the team around him. I mean I think that's only going to help as well. So. I just I think it's a whole bunch of dogs on that team. You got a quarterback who's got some swagger, and you know he knows how to use his thing. And we talked about this too. I'll bring up how about this running back situation. I know I, I screwed you uh, on the Gus Edwards TD um, this week, so and I do apologize about that. It was hard sleeping that night, but I will say <laughs> I will say this before we did that. I did some research on it. And I was like, all right, how bad did I do? So Gus Edwards was first in you know inside the goal line carries, 
touchdowns, and the Texans were really bad at giving up, you know, rushing touchdowns to the goal line. So I thought for sure that was a great bet. And and he did dominate the goal line carries. It's just Lamar kind of took care of business. But that's just the thing is, like, it's this next man up mentality in Baltimore. It's Gus Edwards. It's Justice Hill. And then Mark Andrews goes down. And then it's Isaiah Likely. Who's Isaiah Likely looks like a pro bowler. Like, call me crazy, but, I mean, the guy goes in there and just gets touchdowns. So it, it all yeah. comes, starts from within the organization, and it's branching its way up, and they're 60 minutes away from the Super Bowl. Yeah. No, it, dude, it's it's a it's a coin flip. Whoever's going to, you know, the, that's why I think that the, the – that's why I think the odds are for touchdown scores are – are, are so great, you know, like bringing up that Craig Reynolds score for God's sakes, like when <laughs> that it never happens, you know what I mean? Who like who would who would pick or say that that should be a you know what I mean that you should pick that? Yeah, you know I mean, no, so, not many people. Oh, who? <laughs> I'm not. Did, I'm not. I fuck you. I'm not saying your name again. I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, I'm just. I'm just messing with you. I but love it. I will say for both of you next game because I think that. uh Check out, he's number 92 for Baltimore D-tackle. He was ninth in sacks so far this year um, out of the whole NFL, and I think that he would be huge for the Lions to go and snag this year. Well, we'll see happens with Aaron Glenn. You know, Maybe there's a scheme change with the, if Aaron Glenn leaves. I doubt it. Cam Campbell will kind of be in that room, but you, you just never know. Yeah. All right. Geez, anything else on this uh, one before we go to the next one? No, I think you guys hit everything on the head. I mean – and more or less, you know, Lamar's the guy, and rightfully so. I think he should be the MVP, and uh, he'll put a put a lot of those critics to bed that call him the glorified running back uh, at quarterback there. <laughs> yes. So, absolutely, I love big, it. St- big statement game from him. All right, next one, boys. Huge. San Fran Green Bay. I think a lot to talk about with this oh, one. Oh man, a lot to talk about. First of all, um, I gotta give Green Bay credit just to get where they're at, playing a San Fran, going to San Fran, and making a game out of it. Who outplayed San Fran? I thought, me and G's were watching this together. We were at our buddy's house. And it just felt like that, you know, Green Bay was going to take it away. Like, they had, they, they just looked like that they were going to take the game away. But, you know, San Fran at the end, they, they get it done. I get it. But it's all going to come down to Jordan Love with that throw. I think if there's a, if there's a pinpoint to this game, everybody's going to look back at the Jordan Love throw that he – I mean, he had room to go, boys. I mean, I thought he, like we said, geez, he could have ran and just got, you know, got 15, 20 yards and went out oh. of bounds. You didn't have to throw that ball at that time. But I get it. Oh, no. I mean, vintage Brett Favre moment. They brought a thing on Twitter of a side-by-side of Brett Favre doing it on the Vikings as well. And it looked damn near to the T route, uh, two guys in front, everything. It was, it was almost wild to see. But I just feel like if we're going to look at this game, I feel like if you had to take one thing away from it, that is the moment that people remember for this game is that throw. Do you guys agree? Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll be the throw. It'll be the, you know, the missed field goal uh, from Andrew Carlson. And, you know, yes, I think it'll too. be a lot of things. It'll be a lot of things Fucking for the dirt. Packers. I mean, <clears throat> it'll be, we got to look at this and we'll kind of realize that this Packers team's like the average age of it is 24 years old. So, I, you know, there's going to be growing pains. Like you said, how's there? They, they seem to be in control or at least in the game. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it control. Uh, it was a lot of back and forth. They got, a, you know, they also got a couple of good breaks too. Uh, certainly the fumble on the long kickoff return to fall right back into their hands uh, really, uh, you know, goes a long way as well. But yeah, I think, uh, you know, you caught and brought up that pass. I kind of was just looking at the drive. I remember, I, I think it was a second down and it, it, it was, it was a first down play. They had just gotten the first down and 
You know, I, I don't know if, you know, he would have been able to bust out for 15 or 20 yards, but he certainly looked like he had room to run. Uh, but certainly uh, nobody's open downfield and, uh, you know, minute to go in the game. You, you just can't make that throw across your body on a first down play. I mean, you got four more downs, three more downs after that to play with. So there's no reason to make that throw. Um, you know, it's something that the young quarterback will learn. And um, it, it looks like Green Bay might have their guy at quarterback because oh, yeah. I think uh, from Definitely week 11 sure. on, you know, he was one of the best uh, quarterbacks as far as PP, uh, PFF and, uh, you know, touchdown to interception ratio. And uh, he's only going to continue to grow with those young weapons. I mean, you got a you know, couple of rookie tight ends and some young receivers as long as they can stay healthy. Uh, that offense at Green Bay could certainly be uh, lethal as uh, Jordan Love can continue to get better. But, um, no, I think a lot of credit goes uh, to San Fran and their defense kind of just making sure and hanging on because, uh, I mean, they, they look very sluggish to start the game off. Uh, you know, Two getting weeks. The, the touchdown. Yeah, and that's I think that has, has a lot to do with it, um, you know, having that week off. But, uh, you know, they uh, – get Christian McCaffrey the ball and the good things will happen. So uh, they were able to kind of, you know, stay within it. You know, obviously a big part of that is their defense. Uh, they're going to get after the quarterback. They're going to make you, you know, turn the ball over. Um, so a lot of credit to the to green Bay. Cause like you said, I, I didn't think that they would be in this position with a, you know, a shot to play at the NFC, uh, play the NFC championship game with uh, kind of how they started out their season. Uh, but you know, ever since that week 11 week 10 uh once jordan love started playing you know stepping up his game and playing as one of the best quarterbacks in the league they're starting to win games um but yeah a lot of credit to sam franford just you know hanging on they you know they don't look like the uh, unstoppable force like they did in the first you know five four or five weeks mm-hmm. of the season yeah i mean this no. one right here too i mean you look at after halftime the win probability jumps up like crazy for green bay i really thought they were going to pull away but at the end of the day, the fourth quarter, you know, it just they got the touchdown when they needed it, you know, and, you know, McCaffrey put it in there. And that's when you realize, OK, it's on Jordan Love. And, you know, that's a, that's going to be a learning moment for them. Like you said, Gigi, with the average age. But um, I just I, the, we, there's some throws that I seen him make and we would look at each other when they happen. You're like, dude, that's Aaron Rodgers. Like dots. Remember that yeah. dot right there, right on the left yeah, hash mark? Oh, my God, yeah, dude. Like that that's yeah. a throw that a lot of quarterbacks don't make in this league. I always say maybe ten quarterbacks, five to ten quarterbacks could make that throw. So do you have a guy like that, you know, with that kind of age group, um, that's something to build off for sure. But like I said, obviously if they lost the game, um, but I think this really does prove how San Fran, you know, they are a beatable team. I mean, Green Bay almost took care of business and I know they were coming off that, you know, stretch where they didn't play for a little bit, but I mean the Lions, man, I mean there's a very good shot here, I think, where a lot of people aren't really giving us a chance where, you know, I wouldn't want to play this Lions team right now. This is a train that just doesn't seem like it's going to stop, and it's just going to be insane to watch, man. So, so I'll let you go ahead and touch on this one. But I think you guys, you know, with him, you know, with Jordan Love, I think he, you know, as a Lions fan, I'm kind of disappointed he doesn't suck. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it kind of it, – it, it's kind of – it kind of sucks since we finally get – you know, a winning culture, a winning team and, and, uh, love some competition, but God, I wanted him to suck so bad. I wanted them to have to get rid of them and, you know, a rebuild, but get a good some, rebuild. 
get a good, solid rebuild going. Be the I want three Chicago Bears in our division right now. You know what I mean? But they're they're doing you know they went up against our the number one seed and it got a team that was you know arguably one of the best in the entire league that everybody was is threatened by like oh dude I don't want to play San Fran they're unstoppable same thing with the Ravens and dude hats off to the Packers because they they balled on them you know what I mean if if Jordan Love realistically he didn't have those two picks and that pick at the end of the game they if you we watch it I was I'm like dude they're controlling this whole entire game oh, dude, yeah. I don't know if if Brock Purdy had some some weird stuff going on the night before and he wasn't into it or if the Debo thing, them losing Debo, was that big of a, a shift in their offense. Uh, but they just did not – they just did not look right. You know what I mean? They let – dude, they let Aaron Jones run the ball for 108 yards. Got, like, dude, that guy has been balled out in the playoffs. Yep. He went against two of the best defenses in the entire league, and he ran for over 100 yards in both of them. Hands down, he was phenomenal. You know, and, and it's – and if it wasn't honestly, if it wasn't for McCaffrey and it wasn't for the, the little dump passes that Purdy did to McCaffrey, I, Green Bay takes the game. You know what I mean, if they didn't get that pick, they, I think they would have went down and scored again, or at least tied it to go in OT. And I think the Packers would have had a chance to beat them. Um, I think it's more of a, a showing of what Green Bay is going to do here in the future uh, than what San Fran did, because they were not, they were not looking good. And you said it best is they're beatable. You know what I mean? They, they are, are beatable. If we find if we find a way to somehow shut McCaffrey, it's impossible because it's like saying shut down Lamar. If we can somehow figure out a way to at least contain McCaffrey, you know what I mean, a little bit and let Brock do his thing. Um, I think, dude, I think we have a chance. I think we have a chance because Brock Purdy did not look good, dude. He did not. He had 252 yards passing, but no dude, turnovers. He, he tar- I'll give him dude, that. no I'll- turnovers, which is good. But dude, when you're dumping the ball off right, you know, to the left <laughs> or to the right McCaffrey, you, who's going to, you know what I mean? You're not going to fucking intercept most of those. Like it's, it's crazy to see like McCaffrey was targeted 12 times, 12 times in the Peace. passing game. And he, he ran the ball 17. So he had, he, he had literally 20, almost 30 opportunities to just, it's, I think it just shows if we do something with McCaffrey um, and without McCaffrey, that offense and that team is they're definitely beatable, definitely, definitely beatable. Um, and I think the 49er secondary show too. Uh, you know, they had, you know, I'll add this last one thing. The Packers had almost three plays that were over 20 yards passing 38 long, 27 to read and 19 to Melton, which turned into a touchdown. Um, and if you get, 20 yard plays those are big plays right there oh, yeah. their secondary is supposed to be one of the best in the league their defense is supposed to be the best in the league the best defenses in the league don't don't allow big plays like that and the green bay's offense did it jordan love did that so i don't see why uh jared goff and st brown and laporta and i think they're gonna i think we're gonna have some fun i think we're gonna have a lot of fun and i'm excited and the fans are gonna travel you know they're gonna travel oh yeah San Fran, that's, that's, that's the thing, man. Yeah, they, they don't know what's coming to San Fran. I mean, I was even looking at tickets, Ooh. me and my wife yesterday, just because, you know, me. I my thing is, man, is if there's a harder team to play, you know, at home, a team you don't want coming there is a team who has nothing to lose. And me and Jeej talked about this. Who will travel. Yes, this yeah. team is playing on house money. Jeej, you said it perfectly. 
Um, I, I just I can't wait for this game. So let's move on to that one oh. here. Um, yeah. What do you guys think with this game right here, Lions and the Bucks? It was a very weird game. I thought at first I talked to Jeej about this. Um, I it d- didn't seem like it was gonna live up to the Rams game. This is the first half, but you know, being at the game, the second half, it, it did live up to the game being in the second half and just kind of the way it played out. But I'll let you guys start on this one first. Jeej, what'd you end up doing for the game here? Uh, didn't do anything too much, uh, you know, kind of trying to recover from the night before. So got a late <laughs> jump to the day, but, uh, no, we just ended up staying home. I, I think I, I owed, uh, the biggest, uh, Lions fan that I know my mom, I owed her a playoff game. So we just love watched it, that love and it, love uh, it. chilled with the family. So we didn't do too much. Um, but no, I was, I was on edge for this one because obviously, uh, when the Packers beat the Cowboys and you know, you're going to get the, you know, winner of the Eagles bucks, I think expectations, uh, changed. I think had Dallas won, and you know, this is against Dallas and Dallas. If you lose this game, you know, okay. You know, it kind of is what it is. It's still a good season, but the bucks were definitely a beatable team. Um, I mean, we talked about it all year. Helzer, the NFC South, we kind of figured it, you know, you know, it was just an invite Boy, for an done. ass whooping for the, uh, you know, NFC uh east whoever finished second in the nfc east but you know not the case here but again um a team that i thought was beatable that obviously vegas thought was beatable being a touchdown favorite for the lions but i think the 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 big thing here was kind of uh the offensive line being able to pick up a lot of the blitz packages and uh keep jared goff uh you know clean and uh, give him a clean pocket to throw for him. I mean, he's one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL when he, he's not under pressure. Um, and uh, being able to, you know, get some timely turnovers, uh, you know, in the first drive there, getting a, a pick for, on Baker and then obviously one to seal the deal. Uh, but they did what they needed to as far as, you know, trying to contain the run game. Obviously, uh, their secondary is the biggest concern. Uh, Mike Evans having a big game as a result there. Even Kate Otten really – uh, was pushing uh, the ball downfield and helped moving them the moving the sticks on some of those drives as well. Um, but yeah, like you said, it was a, it was a slow game, you know, kind of a slow pace, uh, 10-10 at halftime, kind of uh, the opposite of what happened last week versus the Rams. But uh, scoring definitely kicked in in the second half there. Um, and I mean, what can you what more can you say about Jameer Gibbs? He's been an added uh, added punch to this offense that I think is you know something that is desperately needed. It's some some type of playmaker like that out of the backfield where you can line them up in multiple packages, get them the ball in different types of ways. And, you know, obviously Laporta doing what he needed to do. St. Brown uh, having another big game there. Uh, defense played well enough. And I think, you know, in the, in the playoffs here, it doesn't have to be pretty um, just, you know, we get, find a way to get it done. And that's what the Lions did here. And I mean, you know, a little bit of another surreal moment here that, you know, we're one game away from the Super Bowl. But, yeah, I thought they played well. Again, there's a little bit of things on the back end, and especially the secondary that I would like to see cleaned up, um, you know, especially through the air. But, again, the defense did what they could, did what they had to. You know, now they're looking at some injuries. So, you know, anything can happen. It's the playoffs. But, yep. you know, for the most part here, another exciting win and uh, another playoff win for the Lions that, uh, First time they did that since 1957. Yep. Zoe, what'd you end up doing for the game? Dude, I I have a uh, – I, I chill at the house. I had this thing. I, I talked to Roman before I jumped on with you, and he asked me, he said, hey, you know, let's get together for an FC game, blah, blah, blah. I said, dude, I, I, have, a, I, I have an outfit I wear. 
I have an outfit I put on Luca that he wears. We have a setup at the house. I know what cocktails I'm making, how many I'm having. And I got this setup, dude. And I'm weird like this is that we've, we've been winning this way. I'm going to keep doing it until we lose. Thank you. So I love um, it. I, I stayed at, I stayed at the house. I got my NFC. Uh, I got my, you know, uh, division winning shirt on. I got gray sweatpants. I got my black Nike socks, my backwards lines hat. I sit in my couch. Well, I actually know I basically stand the entire game and yell at the TV. Um, and that's all I did. I, I even, I even actually, I'll say this, you know, I'm not proud of it, but I did do it. Uh, Lucas started crying, you know, <clears throat> he was chilling, playing his little, uh, little mat doing whatever he's doing tummy time or whatever that the babies do. And uh, he started <laughs> crying. I said, Luca, I said, Luca, I need you to shut the fuck up right now, dude. I said, <laughs> I said, I, I need, I need you to, I need you to stop. And, ba- and Bailey looked over to me and she was like, did you just tell our, our tell two week old to shut the fuck up? And I said, babe, yes, yes, I did. I'm not proud of it, but I did. And, uh, it, it was a pretty, I was laughing at myself. Um, I, and there was even at one point, I think it was towards the end of the game when, uh, when it was the last drive, I was like, all right, Luca, let's stand up, stand up, brother. Let's go. <laughs> We're on defense, bro. We got to stop them here. And I was cracking up, but no, I, I stayed at home, watched it with Luca and watched it with Bailey and, nice. and, uh, enjoyed myself. Yeah. But so my, my perspective on, on the game is fucking a right, dude. We're going to the NFC fucking championship. Yeah. That's awesome. For one. That it, it's say it one still, more time. <laughs> we're going to the NFC fucking championship, <laughs> and it's 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 so it's so nuts, dude. It's like I'm, I I need to wake up. I need to wake up. Oh it yeah, it hasn't. It doesn't. It didn't make, hit me yet. It, this morning, sense. it still hasn't hit me. It still has not it's, hit me. It's in. It, I, I was talking at work today, and I'm like, dude, I don't I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's like that moment where I don't know what to do with my hands. I just don't know what 100%. to do. I, I don't know what. I don't know what to say. It's just, it's wild to see. Um, and, and for them to go out and I feel like the first half, I know I texted you guys in the group chat and I was asking, I said, Hey, can any of you guys text them and tell them to fucking pick it up? Like, can the offense do something? <clears throat> Cause I got scared. I got nervous. I'm like, dude, this is a home game. We beat this team before we have one of the most off- one of the most explosive offenses in the league, one of the most explosive and intelligent, you know, offensive coordinators in the NFL that's arguably might even leave next year for a head coaching job just because the last couple of years of how good he's done and what he's done with their offense. And we looked, it looked like we were tired or like we just didn't want to be, it just was weird. Well, let me touch I on watch that. an offensive lineman. Yeah. Okay. So when we got the ball and we went three and out right away, we took the ball, received it. I was like, okay, we're going to get the crowd going. And I was like, that's what I would have did too because the crowd was bumping for sure. But once we went three and out right away, and the first pass that got through, it got tipped up. It could have been picked almost. Kind of shit my pants a little bit. Yes. But to go three and out after that and then only end up with the field goal in the first quarter, I could totally see where you're coming from because that's how I felt in my seat. I was like, you know, we're starting off slow. But for Tampa, I mean, you it's, couldn't see any – you couldn't have that to be any better to them. Get the ball, and then you know you're getting to halftime, and they go three and out right away in one of the biggest games of their, you know, the Lions history. So I thought that right there was the tone. I was like, okay, this is going to be a goddamn battle, boys. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's to where it, it had me worried. You know what I mean? Because the whole first, first quarter, we only scored three. They scored three. Then the second mm-hmm. quarter, we – 
we scored seven, they scored seven. Halftime, it was 10. And I was just like, dude, what is happening right now? Yes. Are we going to play every game? Is it going to be this fucking close? And and especially, dude, the end of the halftime, when Baker went down the field and they marched, it, it, it made me feel like flashback to last week with Puka. And, I, and it's I don't know if if it's at, one of their receivers is going to score 150, have 150 yards receiving. Like, if that's the case, okay, as long as we still win. But, what, like, what the fuck? Cam Sutton, Cam Sutton let Mike Evans blow past him not once but fucking twice, like, on the same drive. And I'm like, would someone go and help this guy out? Because obviously he's not fucking doing anything. And I'm like, what are we What are we doing going in halftime? I was so confused. I was distraught. I had to make myself another drink. I said, we're, we're going to be okay. It's halftime. And what I say when we're talking about the Ravens, the good teams go into halftime and they come out and they make adjustments, they make plays and they do their stuff. And what happened is they came out, we went seven, seven, seven each point. Then the fourth quarter, they came out and they they closed out the game. Their defense, we got an interception at the end, um, and you know we ended up winning it. But dude, that first half was not good. If we go out there in the first half like that against San Fran, we're fucked, absolutely fucked. Chalk it up, we're out. Doesn't matter. But that second half, they started picking things up. Gibbs, huge, 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 huge. Um, I think he was the MVP of that game, hands down, for our team. Um, and shout out to Ragnow, too, uh, for being injured oh. and coming back. It, dude, absolute. That is the, if that's not the de- definition of the Detroit Lions football team, of him being hurt and him basically saying, I've been losing my entire career. I'm not fucking leaving this game. I'm going to come out and ball out. And he did that. You know what I mean? And, dude, I, it, it's tough, tough to say, but dude, it was, it was very, I was very nervous at first half. I'm just happy with the way they played in the second half and they're able to close it out um, and get the dub. But fuck man, I was nervous. I was super, super nervous. Yep. Jeech. No, I mean, I felt the same way. Uh, very nervous. Just, uh, you know, cause it wasn't a typical offense that uh, started out the game, but you know, much like, you know, a lot of boxing matches, for yep. <laughs> first of the few rounds, you know, to kind of feel each other out. And I think that's kind of what happened in the first half. And then, uh, you know, second half comes around, they make a couple adjustments here or there, you know, offensive line toughs through it. I mean, Frank Ragnow's a warrior just straight up. I mean, like, yeah, love that, he, man. he's been hurt. He's been hurt all year. I mean, I'm sure he's not the only one that's, you know, gotten through some shit right now. So nine toes, uh, baby. A <laughs> lot of a uh, lot of respect to that because I know uh, his, his he he could have easily woken up today and said, "Why the hell did I do any of that yesterday?" So oh no, no he but... definitely did. He, he definitely did that. <laughs> he he de- he definitely woke up and said, "Fuck, this is terrible." Thank God I have thank God I have seven days to six days to recover because I feel like absolute shit. Yeah, hundred oh, percent. He felt like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but all in all, they found a way to win. And like I said, doesn't matter if it's ugly, if it's pretty in the playoffs. You got the dub. A win's a win. You move on to the next round. Let me ask you guys this, though, because I was in my seat and I just got like right sat down right when, when they were starting the third quarter. It could have been perfect timing. And you come out and Baker Mayfield throws past a guy win for a first down, right? And then Rashad White gets about a 15-yard gain. They're fucking moving. I'm like, dude, man, they're coming out hot. 
And I feel like that was really yeah. the only time that they could get hot at that moment. So thank God it was only then. But those first two plays had me sweating buckets, I'll tell you. Because you get two plays and two first downs right away coming out of halftime. It's like, first of all, what did the coach say yeah. and how did you do it? And really, I thought Baker yeah. played extremely well this game. It's just, you know, the two turnovers. The one at the end, obviously, Barnes, hell of a play. Um, You have to throw that ball probably based on the timeouts, all that. Um, But that's my thing is I thought Baker exceeded expectations this game. And for us, yeah, I we didn't turn the ball over, and I think that was a big part of the reason why we won. Um, the, Just the one thing I want to say with this game is just the, the – this is the environment, man. It's just – that was the last game at Ford Field. We knew it, but it just – the environment that it was. Like I said, the first quarter it was electric – uh, before the game, but then when the game happened, the first half, it just it wasn't the same as last week. And then for just the end the, to the way it ended, and let's just talk about this, guys. I mean, yeah, the Craig Reynolds play. You want to talk about a a for a play where you just go in and just pound it, and you give it to a guy that you least expect. Um, I thought that was one of the greatest plays by Campbell, just to get all of his guys involved. It's like you know, it's like that team, like the old four Pistons. Everybody has their certain role, you know what I mean. And for Craig to punch that in there, man, I felt like that was a huge confidence boost for the rest of the game. Um, and it was just more of like a team thing. I don't know if I'm an old school guy or that, but and then you had Gibbs with his touchdown, man, just shake and bake, baby, and go. That was electric. That's when you kind of knew it was probably game over. But then the the dot by Goff to Amon Ra in the back too um, sealed it as well. And uh, I just I really I couldn't be happier with the way they played at home this year. Um, and the fans, the way they showed out, and um, it was just electric, man. Like I said, I'll never forget that moment when Barnes picked that that place. You know, everybody was jumping. I swear that place was shaking, boys. I know I talked to you guys both about this, but. That that moment was absolutely insane. You knew, you know, we were going to the NFC Championship, and Detroit is rocking, man. And it, it was it was one of the special moments in my life for sure. For me to share that with my wife as well. Oh, I, I bet I couldn't I couldn't imagine. Like I said, I can't afford the games. I'm not rich like you. Shut the uh, but you know what I mean. I, I definitely am envious of you for being able to experience that. And like, dude, it's dude, I got a couple more. One one more thing is I get rid of me of this. Do you think if uh, if Dean got taken out of that game, do you think we still would have won? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. The the fourth quarter, man. So? We, because... we we turned into a team the fourth quarter that I've I haven't seen like like I said, I just the way that Gibbs touchdown and Amon Ra, I mean, those are plays that, you know, and the way Laporta played, I mean, dude, Laporta didn't get a touchdown, but like we talked about, he did the dirty work all the way down the field. And so this is a perfect conversation. This and geez, I don't know how you can say this too, but Man, Sam Laporta might be one like the best player on the line. I swear to God, man, he is like him and St. Brown, Sewell, all them. But dude, Laporta coming in as a rookie, and just the how many times Goff just trusts him as a rookie. I've never seen a rookie have more respect as a tight end in my entire life. And for these guys to do this year one, that's why I think we can beat San Fran is because everybody's clicking on the same page, man. And it's just, it's something that, yeah, I get it. We don't have the, the experience that San Fran has, but what do we always say, Jesus, is any given Sunday. So I just, you can't be more proud than what the rookies have done this year for us. And they give us a huge shot to win next week. 100%. Yeah. He's been probably, I, mean, I wouldn't even, I don't even know if I could say probably. He's definitely been the most impactful uh, rookie in Lions history that I can even remember. Maybe other than Barry. Yeah. Yeah. But. So with my my thing is is with I don't know if you've seen this, but once once Dean went out, they Saint that's when St. Brown started to turn him up. Like turn, St. Brown didn't really do much that entire game. 
Like he wasn't really, he was, I was wondering at one point, like, Hey, what's where's St. Brown at? You know what I mean? Cause he's, he's all over the place. He's catching nine, 10, 12, it, like Cooper cup catching mounts like a couple years back before he got hurt. And once Dean went out and they brought in at 20, number 27, I remember, I forgot what his name was, McCollum or something along those lines. St. Brown immediately got that catch. And then that's who they, St. Brown blew past to score that touchdown. Yeah. So my only thing is, is on that touchdown, if, if Dean didn't get hurt, dude, I don't know how that game would have ended up because if you watched our secondary was blowing ass, dude, Mike <laughs> Evans was going to like, I like I'm nervous next week about playing Kittle because I know our, our, our linebackers and our secondary haven't really been good across the middle or with the tight ends. Um, and they let Ottman, who is literally a, by, nowhere, you know what I mean? He's not really a, anything. Kate Ottman, he, I don't, Halzer, you were there. You watched, like, dude, he was catching them all over the place. He's a, he nah, wasn't he's, making. He's big, been an all right tight end all year, though. I've I've always said he's been all right, but th- we but struggle dude, with tight ends, like though, were man. Just, yes, we do. They were just letting them letting them run, and it was, and and, and that had me they had me question. And at the end of the game, I was thinking about, it. I'm like, dude, what was the turning point in the game? And I, I really think it was Dean leaving. Uh, Cause other than that, that he had, he had St. Brown shut down. As soon as he left St. Brown, St. Brown, I think had three or four catches and had that tud, uh, which honestly was the game winning, you know, touchdown for us. Uh, but yeah, I dude, it, it make it makes me, it really makes me worried about next week with Ward and that San Francisco secondary. Um, you know, I, I know that Green Bay went after him and they, they had some points, but dude, in, in with Kittle, like that's that he's a stud and oh, Brock yeah. Birdie loves that guy. Um, Absolutely loves that guy. If we can't, if Kittle comes out, dude, and we start seeing in the first half where he's just dumping, 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 and it's McCaffrey, Kittle, McCaffrey, Kittle, McCaffrey, dude, we, we it, it might be, be it hard. might not be cool. No, I agree. It, it might, and it might not be a fun game to watch for us Lions fans. But I think, we'll I, see. I'm keeping my fingers crossed, dude. I think I'm more worried about Ayuk. Ayuk is just so shifty. And Debo, if he does play, if he doesn't. But who's guarding Ayuk? Is it Cam Sutton? I I don't I don't know. Hey, who the – hey, riddle me this. Who the fuck is the other guy on the other side of the field? Valdor or something? <laughs> What's his name? Yeah. Who the fuck is that, brother? What is, what is that guy doing? When did when did he start playing? He's a chippy I've, guy. I've been watching the Lions, dude. When did he has he been there the entire year? Because I've just been seeing him in the playoffs, and I'm like, dude, this guy this is just showing that our secondary besides so, uh, Garner Johnson and a little bit of of Kirby Joseph just blowing people's knees out, and sometimes Cam Sutton. I'm like, I don't know what's going on with our secondary, dude. I it, that makes me nervous. Well, thank God we got Brian Branch because um that's another guy that just I mean Baker oh, acknowledged yes, him. Did you see that God, at this conference? He uh Baker acknowledged. He goes, man, that Branch is a hell of a player. He's like he's gonna be a special player for years to come. It, just the blitzes he can come off the edge, um, just making plays, oh, you know, anything. I mean, like we talked about, that guy is just a jack of all trades. Just for us to have a guy like that with us having not really a secondary to depend on, having a Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, having a guy like that, it gives you flexibility to throw those kind of looks. And, um, yeah, I, I thought for sure that Branch was a huge part of that game as well. Even though I did, I did, I did tell him on the TV, like me screaming at the TV, I'll beat the fuck out of you. When he did that, he jumped off sides on that one. When he went to like run up and go jump the snap yeah. and he jumped off sides, I, I told him, Brian, I will beat the fuck out of you if you do that again. 
Oh, I was so pissed at him. So, dude. okay, not I only mean, did you tell it? Brian Branch to oh. beat the fuck up, but you told your baby to shut the fuck up at the same day. The energies were, levels were rising that day, it seems like, in the household of Alonzo. Hey, five, five <laughs> years of my life is gone from the Rose Bowl. In the last Lions game, I think I'm at about seven to eight years gone now. So your, your boy might be croaking here. So, yeah, it's life. It's just, dude, I was, I was heated up yesterday on the Lions game. I, I, that's why I think I I think I have to watch it by myself too because I get too aggressive with it. I get too emotional. No, watch it with your family, man. I love it. Jeej, anything else on this one before we go to your favorite team? Uh no, I think we've uh we've hit all the all the topics here. <laughs> Yeah, I think I th- yeah I think we went well over with that. That's, That's okay. Sure. Hey, no, <laughs> hey, when the hell are we gonna be able to go well over for this type of opportunity again? Take advantage of it, boys. Let's go to the next one. Here. Every next year, we'll yes. be we'll be there every next year. year. Every yes. every year, the rest of our lives. I'm okay with it yes. then. I'll be wrong. I'm happy with it. All right, KC Buffalo, wide right. Oh my God, Jeez, Joe, I insane. I mean, insane. let's talk about pain. You know, what is pain? I think a three days grace when I look at the, the Bills fans in the stands. I mean, you want to talk about a game that was a great game, but KC on the road, I mean, they proved that they got the championship pedigree. Zoe, I love you for calling this game. Um, you know, I really do think that KC is for real. I mean, they got to do play Baltimore, but the way Buffalo lost this game, I mean, I had a conversation at work today about 30 minutes with this Buffalo Bills fan, and I asked him, I said, what are you going to do with this team? I mean, you obviously can't get past KC. You're going to be chopping block lower because Joe Burrow's coming back. You know, what are they going to do? What are you going to do to elevate your team? Like, what would you do if you were in the spot? And he could not give me an answer. And I can tell you this right now, I don't think Diggs is going to be there next year. I just think there's something off between him and Allen. And if there is, they got to yep. get it right. But I, I think, you know, what do you do in the situation? I was the same thing. Do you, yep. do, do you go for a rookie uh, receiver and try to pair him with Kincaid and then be on those deals while you have a, a Josh Allen quarterback that you already paid? I don't, I don't know what to do. I, it's, it's a situation in Buffalo where it's just not good enough. And I, I, I really, I like, you know, kind of giving my input, but I really couldn't give an answer as well with this. So, um, we could talk about that later. But, but obviously, on the game, uh. This this game was just absolutely crazy. So I'll let I'll let you start with this one, Jeej. No, I think this was the best game of the weekend. I mean, I think it was uh, back and forth. Uh, obviously, um, you know we've seen this rivalry for how many years? This was I think the sixth or seventh meeting between the two quarterbacks, and uh, like you said, uh, Kansas City has had their number when it's counted um, in the playoffs. And I mean, every time this uh, this game happens, it feels like it's it's always come down to a play at the wire and. You know, I said in the last week's episode that if Josh Allen didn't turn the ball over, I think the Bills would win. Um, and he didn't turn the ball over, and they still found a way to lose. So, right. Um, I don't, you know, a lot of things, you could say it, a lot of things could go into it. I, I look at the totality of injuries that Buffalo had had, you know, throughout the year, and I really do mm-hmm. think that had they been somewhat healthy, uh, this would have been a different game. But, I mean... I, I think betting against Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes could be the new betting against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Yep. That's just, yep. it's just playoff yep. DNA. It's, it's, you know what they do. Uh, first game on the road for Mahomes in the playoffs and he goes out there and wins. Um, and you know, it doesn't really even have like a Mahomes big type of game where he throws for 400 yards and four touchdowns, but you know, uh, Marquez Valdez Scanling found his hands, uh, you know, just in time before the game to make a couple big catches, um, the extended drives, even they had some, you know, they had the, the floss fumble there at the goal line, which could have been momentum killing. 
had the Bills been able to take advantage of that. McCole Hardman fumbling the, the ball out of the end zone. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think uh, a lot of it goes to the fact that they have somewhat of a running game now, and they do have a top 10 defense. They're not going to make you turn the ball over. They haven't really been a, a, a team that takes the ball away on defense, but Pacheco getting six and a half yards a carry, almost 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, obviously, the way he runs, he's a, he's a violent runner um, and really sets the tone for them offensively, and it, it does does take a little bit of pressure off Mahomes, I think, take a little bit off his plate. He doesn't have to go out and do everything. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, just one of the best games of the weekend and a great way to end the, the Sunday night there. And, you know, unfortunately those two dreaded words in uh, the bills lexicon wide, right. were uttered again. And I mean, oh I, my God, I, there's, boys. there's, there's a theory floating out there is that, you know, the only way Josh Allen is going to win is if you build him a, a dome stadium, because I think the elements and, <laughs> Special teams might be the only thing that that hinders this uh this Buffalo Bills team moving forward. But yeah, I mean, the, the special teams were a big question mark coming in for the Bills. Obviously, Sam Martin being hurt, a couple of punts didn't really travel that far, and then Tyler Bass, you know, missed the kick last week, had one blocked as well, and missed a potential tying one to send it in overtime. And you know, who knows? Maybe Mahomes go gets the ball, drives the ball down the field and scores right away. But seen it before. You know, you'd rather have <laughs> rather have that chance than uh, you know, not have it at all. But you know, more more uh good things to say about Kansas City here. They uh again, this could be the team that takes the that mantle from Brady and Belichick here to kind of you know, six NFC AFC championship games in a row is pretty unprecedented in, in the, the parody that we have of, of free agency the, in, in the NFL. So, man, what a, what a great game. And uh, like I said, it's it's playoff football. It's in uh, Mahomes and Andy Reid's DNA. What would you do if you're the Bills here going forward? I'm just curious because I, I, it's a really a great question to ask because it they have to get over the hump somehow. You have to make a big move, right? I mean, you got to do something. Yeah, I don't know if that means firing Sean McDermott. Um, I don't think uh, – I, I like I said, I, I would like to have seen them relatively more healthy, but I think you bring up an interesting point about the Diggs thing, and I, I do think that there's some animosity there. There's angst there. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. But, I mean, if you want to go get a wide receiver and get him on a young deal, I mean, why not maybe try to – go snag one of the top wide receivers in the class. And I don't know. I don't think you're going to get him Marvin Harrison jr. Or maybe even a Malik neighbors out of it. But I mean, there's a lot of good receivers in here yep, that you exactly. could go get. And, you know, like you said, while you have Josh Allen on this mega deal, get the weapons around him on some cheap, you know, rookie contracts and see what you can do. But yeah, I don't know. I think you, I think you're, you, you got to build your team to try to slow down or stop the Kansas city chiefs at this point. Yep, I agree. Zoe? Dude, it's it's the Chiefs and, and Bills. It's arguably, you know, they've said it on the announcement, of course. It's they basically suck Patrick Mahomes off. You know what I mean? It, it's it's unbelievable. And they're saying that Mahomes and Allen, the Mahomes and Allen, it's it's like Tom and uh, Peyton, you know, back in the day. Um, it's crazy to say that back in the day because it was just a little bit ago. Uh, but I, I think that it's they're two of the, just the best teams overall in the NFL always. Um, and I, it, dude, it's crazy. It's crazy to see because it's like every single time they play each other, even though I think it's now they're what three and two. 
I think they were two and two and now they're three and two or something like that. But when it comes down, when it comes down to it, the chiefs just couldn't pull it out. Like I said to you guys, you know, last, I think when we're making these predictions, I can't bet against Mahomes ever. You can't do that. I made the mistake last year in the you Super won't Bowl do it again. thinking he was going to lose. And he, he, he just, he comes out and him and Andy Reed and that offense with those weapons. And cause he just has Travis Kelsey and Travis Kelsey isn't looking like Travis Kelsey that we've had the past three, four, five got years. Two tutters, I'll though. say that right out. He had two, t- and that's what I'm saying. But when he comes out and, and, and it's time to play, him and Mahomes are ridiculous. And goddamn, Pacheco is an animal. The guy almost ran for 100 He's yards. He's my favorite player still, to watch. He really is. Dude, watching him run, I don't know what's going on, dude. It makes <laughs> It's like he's pissed off at the ground. It's like he's like, <laughs> like the, the ground just went to his house and beat the shit out of his entire family. And he's just stomping them out, dude. It's wild to see. But my, my thing with, with the, I think it's more or less more of a story for the bills than a story for the chiefs. Cause the chiefs just do what the chiefs do is you. If I gave you the stat of if a team had 37 minutes of possession of the game and the other team had 22, who do you think would win that game? I mean, most likely the team with 37, right? Yeah. With a 37. Well, that's what happened. The Bills had the possession of the game for 37 minutes of the game. Chiefs had it for 22. And it just shows how efficient the Chiefs are with with the way they call things, their plays, their movements, and what they do with their team. They're they're just in sync. They know what they're doing. They're like it's with the Bills, if you watch them, it it kind of looks like they're just, I don't know, it's weird. You know what I mean? It's like they weren't in flow, and I don't know if it's a Diggs, Diggs thing. I, I really, truly believe that I think it's time to move on from Diggs. I think he's a tremendous athlete. I think he's a stud. Um, I think he needs to go away to uh um, Go play with your brother in Dallas. City. You, dude, go. Yeah, I think he needs to go do something. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's just not it's not working out with him, and it's crazy to see because he had those issues, you know, with the, uh, with the what, with the Vikings, right? Yeah. Why am I? What was the team he put? Yeah, yep, that's, yep. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. But he had issues there. That's why he went to Bills. I just think he's kind of mo- like most wide receivers. They're kind of divas, you know. I mean, love the guy, but it's weird. Like you have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and it, you, you have an issue with everything. Um, but I, it's it was it was just weird to see. And I don't know. And Gigi, you said this about their their uh, the injuries. I think injuries had a lot to do with it because it's their offense is flowing. Allen had two rushing touchdowns, 72 rushing yards, which is tremendous for a quarterback. Uh, you know, he didn't throw for 200 yards or anything crazy, uh, but still he did, he did his part, but the, the defense, when they showed a display of all the injuries they had on defense, there's like six or nine guys on there. You know what I mean? And, and they're not just like nobodies. Like they're they're actual starters on that defense. So I think if they had a full healthy defense, uh, which is hard to do at this late in the season after, you know, full grown men just bashing into each other for 17 weeks and then keep, you know, and, and you're at week 19 now, like you're going to have injuries. You know what I mean? I, I oh, couldn't yeah. imagine going that long in an entire season. I'd be dead after one game. Like there's no way. Uh, so I, I think that they have to do some, I think they have to do some work. I think they have to sign some people on defense and get that and try and keep them healthy. Uh, but, Gigi, I think you're right. I think there might be something where there needs to be a coaching change. Uh, because don't get me wrong, you can. there's a point to where you make it to the playoffs, you get there, that's cool. But, dude, if you're not winning, especially against the team that you've been going up against, basically it seems like every single year, 
dude, you got to at least win one against them. Yep. I mean, you at least got it with the talent in, in what you have in Josh Allen and, and Diggs and all those guys on offense and the weapons that you have, you should be able to make the Super Bowl at least once. I mean, you should be able to easily. It just it doesn't make sense how they can't ever finish the game. They can't do it. They're the, the they're like Dallas, dude. I I think you know, Howells. I think we talked about this at the beginning of the year, dude. I think the Bills and Dallas are the they they're sane. They <laughs> yeah, we did every single we did, dude. I swear to God, they choke every single year. They're always the fa- top three favorites to win the Super Bowl that year. They choke every single year. I'll never bet for them to win anything because they choke. It's it's crazy to see. Um, and I'm I'm excited to see the Ravens and Chiefs game. I think that's a pretty good matchup. I think the Ravens, oh, yeah. talent-wise and skill-wise, I think they have better players. But I think coaching-wise and the in the 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 championship pedigree, the team and exactly. I think that that's what the Chief is elite and like no other, and that's why they're at, they've. They're at six of six AFC championships. You know what I mean? That's yeah. it's crazy, crazy stat. And the reason why they're there. So I'm excited to see that one. But dude, the fucking Bills, man. They need. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, man. I think they need to have. They need to invite Peyton Manning out there. There has to be some type of curse that they have going on. They need to get the tub out there. I don't know if they need it because what did what did Peyton and what did, I forgot the other guy's Jeff name. Daniels. They came out and they. Jeff, and they did that uh, the 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 reverse of the curse with the whiskey the and all Lane. that shit. Yep. I think they need to do something, dude. They need to stack up a thousand tables and just throw Stefan Diggs through all of them or something, <laughs> and just try and block the curse out. You know, just sacrifice them or something. But dude, it's I I, I just I just can't I can't understand it. No, it doesn't make sense to me. No, but I, it it was it was a fun game. It was a fun game. We knew it was going to be fun. Oh, it yeah. always is. Bills, Bills and Chiefs, it's always one of the best games of the season. No matter if it's a regular season or whether it's playoffs, it seems like we always see them in both. Uh, but fuck, man. I think it was more or less the, the Bills losing the game compared to the Chiefs winning it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, hands down. But, you know, and, dude, if you watch that kick from Bass, that was dirty. Like, it wasn't, like, that was, like, a complete fucking 90-degree angle. Like it went so far right, so fast, and it wasn't like it barely went right. Like that wind or whatever just took that, and I feel bad for the guy because, dude, he basically had to aim for the left side of the flag post for it to even go somewhat <laughs> inside. Uh, so I don't know. You, you know, know what it reminded me really of? Blur. It reminded me of that B Dubs commercial where you go to overtime. You know, they like mess with the thing, but this is like the opposite <laughs> effect where they just put them down and just seeing oh, the bills. God, I mean, us as Lions fans, we know pain. We know pain. We could send you the montage yeah. video. But to go wide right against the Chiefs, who you've, you've always battled and you just couldn't get past, and just to see the fans just sit there with their head down, free, oh, freezing their God, ass dude. off probably. Dude. Like, dude, That's it, you know, dude. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like. You paid hundreds and hundreds, if not a thousand dollars to watch your team. Mind you, you're in freezing, freezing weather and you watch that happen, that has to be so fucking defeating, dude. Absolutely. And so Gigi, defeating. I mean, Gigi hit this right on the head, man, the injuries, too. I mean, it's a different game if Jadavius yeah. White's out there, you know what I mean? Uh, I, yeah, like I said, that's, that's exactly that. That is their go-to. Milano. Milano, yeah. It is yeah, a, uh, Milano, Miller. too. That guy's a monster. So I agree with that, but it's at the same time, though. It's just like, man, you got to get it done in. 
for KC to be on the road, their first like ever road Mahomes kind of performance, and to come out like this and only win by three, I mean, you had a chance to to put these guys down at home. I get you had injuries, but yeah. they had plenty of games. And the Hardman, oh my God, the goal line play, the touchback, dude. I mean, how yeah. unreal of a moment to give you an opportunity to capitalize, you know? And that's, yeah. I, exactly. I I just feel like you, you can't, choked. You, can't, you choked. You can't fight fate that choked. way. You can't yeah. fight fate. Yeah. And um, you know, I do feel bad for Bastu because he's been he's a, re- a reliable kicker usually, but that was man. I, I'll, I'll take him. Yeah, that that was. Let's go. Let's go get him. Fire, fire him, and I'll I'll bring him on to the Lions, dude. Because I can, He's a stud. You know what I mean, he's he's a he's one of the best. What top five kickers in the league right now? I would think so. Yeah. And it, it sucks. Yeah, it's it sucks to siege. But I think the biggest thing, like you said, I think it was the injuries on on the Bills. Because I think if those three guys were were in it, I think that it's, it's a completely different ball game. You know, and- I, a thousand percent. But hey. It is what it is. It's the NFL, brother. Yeah, and well, I'll touch on this one more time too. Um, I think the G's with the coaching change too. I totally agree because uh, I mean, think about it. Let's just put it in like vanilla way as possible. You can't beat Mahomes. You what? Three times you lose to him in the playoffs. Your coaches yeah. specialize in defense, right? Um, you have a quarterback yeah. who is a top three quarterback in the league. Um, a, a decent cast around him. Um, especially for a wide receiver standpoint, uh, running back kind of. Uh, you know, they they're kind of one trick pony with running backs. But you get where I'm going here. I think you need an offensive coach to get past these guys. And McDermott, I love, yeah. I love what he brings to the table. But like you said, you know, your company, you keep getting second place to another company every year. What is there? There's change. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So what are you gonna do yeah. to get to that next point? And I think that is a great point. You know, you you got You got to get an offensive guy in there when you got your quarterback already. Yeah, hundred percent. Because dude, if I want to add this, you look at the Ravens, like we talked about earlier. You've seen what happened the last couple of years with the Ravens and what Lamar was and their offense. Their offense wasn't it like this year. Their offense is crazy. It took off last year. The year before that, you watch it, dude. It's not flowing wood. Lamar's not through, flowing good. He's using more of his legs than his arm because he just not just doesn't look like he's trusting the play calls or trusting himself or whatever that may be. You switch up just a little thing, a new offensive coordinator, and boom, look at that. You got an MVP quarterback, and you're the number one team, and you're going to the NFC, you know, the AFC championship. And I think, honestly, think if they just what don't change the coach, whatever you got to do. But if you change the offensive coordinator, say you take Ben Johnson, imagine Ben Johnson with that, with Josh, Josh Allen, Allen Dalton Kincaid. Yes. Josh, it would call Kincaid. It's basically almost the same. You got Dalton Kincaid, Laporta. All right. Not the same. Laporta's fucking way fucking better because he's a Detroit Lion, but he's a strong, talented tight he's end. He's a dog. Basically almost a wide receiver. You have a top five, if not top seven, I would have to say wide receiver in the entire league. James Cook is pretty darn good. Offensive line is okay, but you're still good. Um, you're telling me that a good offense coordinator couldn't go in there and with some draft capital more than what they're doing. Yep, I agree. Like, come on, dude. You got a top three quarterback in the league. There's no reason why you shouldn't be in the dance at least once. You know what I mean? It's I, I think they're wasting Josh Allen away. So we'll see. Jay, any else on this one? No, I think uh, I think everything's been said. It's uh, it's one of those things, man. It, it it does set up, you know, at some point where it kind of feels like it's Peyton Manning versus Brady, and I think eventually it will happen, you know, in the playoffs where Josh Allen will beat Mahomes. But yeah, they're gonna have to figure out something to do, whether it is coaching changes or you know a little bit of maybe even a scheme change on defense or offense. But at the end of the day, it's all about playoff wins and. You know, Josh Allen doesn't have any over Mahomes yet. 
It's crazy. All right, boys, about wraps this one up here. Um, G, Jalonzo, thank you guys for joining us, obviously. Um, this is a special moment for us. Uh, I mean, we can't we can't thank you guys enough for listening, but just to be a part of this and, uh, you know, for us to get this pod going this year, G, this kind of way to take off the way it is with the Lions, uh, just being a special year for them, too. I mean, it's, it's been absolutely awesome. So, Zoe, the Tom Kennedy of the pod, we, we keep bringing you on, bringing you back. We signed you, so I absolutely love it. So, any uh, closing words, guys, before um, we go on the next one? No, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Of course, guys, it's always it's always a pleasure. You know, I love talking sports. You know, I love talking to both of you, and uh, it's always good jumping on and and going back and forth and bullshitting and uh, just having a good time. Absolutely, especially we're talking about Dan Holmes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You'll never never let me that da- never let that down. Hopefully, dude. people get that right now. That'll be active listeners who listen to the whole thing. Absolutely love that. Yeah. Oh my God, that was that was cracking me up, man. All right, guys. Any uh, big words here for the next the next game here coming up, Jeej? What a wild ride it's been, win or lose. <laughs> been one of the best years of my life. Yes, absolutely. Can't thank you guys enough for listening, man. Uh, like I said, we're going to bring you a FanDuel episode here as long with the uh, preview for the games. Uh, Want to get this one out to you. So, uh, yeah, everybody have a good one and enjoy, and we'll see you soon. God bless America, and God bless the Detroit Lions. How does it hit you differently because you were in those stands as a kid? You were right. one of these fans? It's, 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 it's unbelievable. You know, growing up with the 0-16 team, growing up with just the same old Lions phrase, it's crazy to see where we're at now and to see that we're breaking, um, we're breaking those old phrases and we're creating new phrases. And I, I've been thinking about it, and a lot of the little kids growing up are seeing these lions that we have right now, and they get to grow up with this and what we're going to have for years. So um, I'm happy for those kids. <laughs> <laughs>